cleats to the couch, podcast in your house. Alex the Greek was born up north, but now he lived in the south. Jay Jax was a running back. He won the bowl game with Tulane. Now they worldwide giving you game. Hold the fame to the wall of shame. They gon' talk about fumbles from the owners to the athletes. They gon' call your numbers. Game time, you gon' lace them up or sit them down. Who won the roster for today? Who nursing injuries at the house from the cleats to the couch? <laughs> we back? Yeah. Back in the building. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. We're getting, we're getting closer, right? We're getting one step closer each and every day, uh, ready for kickoff. I'm, I'm so excited, man. Um, obviously, we wanted to to talk about these cuts. Um, the teams getting out to their 53-man roster, so we know it's going to be a lot of controversy or lack thereof in some of these cases right now. So, obviously, the NFL makes their final cuts. Um, what do you think, ATG? you think uh, – see any surprises out there? So I was surprised with Logan Ryan in uh, Tampa. I'm hoping that was just a move to uh, make some from O line, trying to figure some things out, planning on bringing him right back. Yeah, I'm not sure what the thought process was going to camp, seeing him take reps for first team, knowing his versatility. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what was behind that one. I must have missed it. But uh, Todd Bowles do trust him on D. Another one that was a little out there was Vegas cut the first round pick right in uh, Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. That was yep. big. And then uh, nothing really outside of those two. You know, a couple guys you are sure. Oh, Tyler Johnson. I'm keeping it really right home at, at Bucks. I knew it's the wide receiver room there was going to get cut somewhere. I figured it would be Scotty, Grayson, when I understood those. Uh, Tyler, I don't know. I think last year when people started getting injured, he had to fill in. He was uh, competitive, competing. You know, he was competitive. So mm-hmm. that one I thought was low enough contract. Maybe he comes back practice squad if he makes it through the waivers. People like y'all looking for receivers out there. So that that's, uh, you know, the, the risk when you cut these guys, right? That's why it's a big day. The other one that seems to be real thick here and uh, kick it back, but running backs are pretty heavy right now. Kenyon Drake's yeah. out there. Lindsey get cut. Uh, uh-huh. So Michelle got cut. We, we got yeah. a couple uh, legit running backs out there that could add to a stable or fill in. Maybe we'll wait for injuries to pop up. Or what does that look like? Anyone you want to see fall somewhere? Yeah, um... Running backs always you know, is always tricky. You know, Philip Lindsay was one of those guys who was a stud a few years back, and now he's just kind of trying to find his way around the league. Uh, the same goes to like Marlon Mack being um, released from Houston, like another one of those guys who was looking like they had a promising careers taken off, and now he's just trying to latch on to a team as as a probably as a backup running back. So well, the rookies beating them out. Yeah, the running backs they're just kind of all over the place. Sony Michelle found his. Still bouncing around. It's it's just weird right now as far as the running backs are concerned. Uh, for me, uh, I know you were talking about a lot of the Bucks players, but like one of the ex Bucks players is OJ Howard. You know, right. uh, getting a decent contract with with Buffalo, and I'm like, man, you know him and Dawson Knox out there, they could make some things happen. And then uh, all of a sudden, he gets released. Kind of threw me off a little bit. So that was one of the the more you know surprising releases yeah. for me. Because of the money they had invested in him in such a short amount of time. Oh, um, so is he is he a, he's a dead cat pit. They just took yeah, the oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was an interesting move for for me. Um, I, you know, for for teams, I'm looking at teams that have been losing offensive linemen. You know, like to cut offensive linemen right now is almost like blasphemous 
because so many teams are having injuries and things like that is Leatherwood not that good the reason that I think he got released um from from the Raiders is not that he was a first round pick that they thought was a bust already but I think because he had that first first round money and I think that they couldn't find a compensation they were looking for because teams didn't want to pay the amount of money if they thought he was going to get released and so who would want to invest a draft draft capital for him and then have to pay him seven eight million dollars or whatever even more than that for that contract let him get cut you can get him on a cheaper deal and and i don't know how good he is but no that's a good point the money's probably gonna make him clear waivers i didn't yeah you're right you're right yeah so um to kind of change it up though i was thinking about we're talking about people who got cut but i was more surprised by some of the people that did not get cut um like Rojo, you know, I know I had told you before, I thought he was one of those guys who, who probably wouldn't make it through the, the 53 man based on the things that I was seeing coming out of Kansas City. Surprisingly, he made the team. Um, another guy was uh, Deion Jones. Deion Jones, uh, linebacker for the Falcons. He was one of the guys that I thought um, because of the price tag coming off the shoulder surgery, they could save a substantial amount of money releasing him. But I thought that he would pick up enough traction to be able to be a trade candidate right at the wire. But I was actually hoping that Dallas would have got him a while back, you know, because he's good in coverage and he's a solid tackle, a little undersized. But it would free up Micah Parsons to be able to run around the field the way he needs to. So, uh, and don't get too excited, Parsons. Now we got one season, we got the tape on him. We're gonna see if the counter moves there. We're about to find out. <laughs> But he's hey, ready. He ready. He built for it. No, but as far as money and he, things uh, out, people not getting cut as well. San Fran, the 49ers, made Jimmy G the highest paid backup. There was a problem with the money. Talks of being traded. They started camp saying he wouldn't be there by the time the season started. And here we are a week out, and now they've changed to maybe save face, uh, change your heart. I'm not sure what happened there. What, what do you think is happening there? Good move? yeah um obviously i know the old saying that if you got two quarterbacks then you have none and uh in this particular case you know they it was kind of like when i talked about baker mayfield being in cleveland i was like hey you know with deshaun th things the suspension looming in the air they should probably keep baker if they could you know early on if they didn't do it so they weren't so abrasive early on he would have been a great guy to come in still play for the team having deshaun on the back end and, and just work it out after the season they could have let him go without any no harm no foul and still been okay but um jimmy g is he understands his role um he's he's not paid that much they're waiting on a team that's going to get desperate trade to try to get jimmy g they'll get better value don't take the cap hit um with the trade coming from jimmy if it comes so for me i think that he'll be a good mentor he was there last year it, i think it'll all work out i don't see it as being that big of a not a big of a problem so we kind of chopped on it a little early. I'm the other way with it. I do think uh, the Jets, Cleveland could have used them. Surprised the Jets run out there with Flacco. Is that, that's the plan, I guess, in New York. We just, we're going with Flacco. But with Trey, I, I almost wonder if it's a good idea having him start out there with the with the worry of, I can't mess up here because they got Buddy in the wings who can still manage to get him to an NFC championship. And the fan base as well now, you come out and things get rocky and, you know, first four weeks September call when you start figuring things out with your new lineup. All of a sudden, do uh, does that change the mood in that locker room, the organization, everything? Just get him out of there and eliminate that whole risk. That's 
the only thing I, I, I'm not concerned with at all. You got a young guy coming up with going to be some, you know, growing pains, if you will. There always is. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that completely. I do. I, I agree to, you know, to an extent because you don't want to feel pressure. You don't feel that person breathing down your neck at every yeah. chance that they get. But I don't think the fans in San Francisco want that anyway. Last season, it didn't, they seemed to want Jimmy out of the way because he couldn't get them over the hump. So I think it's it's more of a um, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation where he's good enough to get us this far, but maybe this guy, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, so. in, in concept, <laughs> I'm saying concept wise is yeah. I think that he'll he'll get an opportunity to be more like the Mahomes role, kind of learn behind him for that season. Next year he comes out and he he shows what he's capable of. But I I think for the 49ers it was a great move. Take you know you get to bring that cap number down, save a lot of money, put it in the incentives, and that way you don't have to worry about it because at any given point Jimmy could have requested them to trade them release them or whatever and they would have probably had to honor that or felt like they needed to so for me overall i think it was a good idea for san francisco plus what other backup we gonna get no yeah i guess you're gonna have a solid backup but do you think they still compete for the division with the rams transitioning to trey lance and all that happening they're still in the thick of it in the west yeah absolutely i think that i think that shanahan is the reason that he's gonna have an opportunity um yeah when it went i know when the draft ended last year um everyone was thinking about the top quarterbacks how they fell off the board but i was i was looking at trey lance like you know what with shanahan i think he's capable of being a really solid quarterback and what i've seen so far from the other guys who were picked before him and mac jones obviously after i'm looking like i don't know you might be the best one so it's still early to tell, but I, I like what he's doing or what he's capable of doing. And so, I think he'll be fine. Not, the best one is going to be Mac is what we've seen so far, though. I know it hurts to say that part, but Mac's the best one we've seen so far. We're hoping he can pass it, man. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> this year. Uh, bring it back for that one. But, hey, on the quarterback note, we're getting close. We're getting excited. Like we said fantasy drafts are happening. We're going to get into that next. Contracts mm-hmm. are finishing up. Lamar said, uh, hey, when we see season, season starts, we're not doing any negotiations, so it got to happen before the season starts. He sent his final warning shots out now, liking pictures of him in uh, Dolphins jerseys, which is crazy. It's documented here. Jay Jacks, I, I was reading this, uh, what was it, Mike Florio, profootballtalk.com earlier today, in his closing paragraphs on his whole take on that situation. You got it on here like 90 days ago. It's gonna, I kind of, it was, it was hilarious, but seeing the same thing. He's trying to push his way out. He's maybe want to end up in Miami and go home. Uh, what's going on here? They're saying he wants 250 guaranteed. Ravens trying to say they uh, offered some things like that. He made it clear today he hasn't seen nothing like that, nothing close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he trying to leverage him to force the hand, or is he really trying to? Are you still with that? He's coming home to the uh, state. I floated once you earlier you didn't like. I'll take him right here in the bay. Brady's on his last uh, ride, his last lap. But I don't want to give him 250. I want to give him Brady money and come to kind of follow that same blueprint. So we can keep, you know, all the talent around you, keep that defense intact mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um I know I went three ways on that, but uh, so <laughs> I think I think he's I think he wants to stay in Baltimore. You know, obviously come going home to play for the hometown team, which I already, you know, like you said earlier, I had already talked about that, you know, yeah. a while back. I, I think that he wants to stay in Baltimore, it's a great organization. They're good at keeping players around and good and, and good vibe. It's just a great organization overall. And I, I think that if they don't pay him, 
now they're going to regret it. I think he's going to go into the season with a, with a bigger chip on the shoulder. Going, you know, if he can go through the first three to five, three to five games, only losing one of one of those games, and he goes in and he's lighting it up, the the price is only going to go up. There's no chance it goes down. I think if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, he still comes back and gets forty five. Worst case, if that could get hurt and come back and get forty, he can come back and get forty five. So if they don't, if if they don't want to do that, obviously I think then he'll end up in Miami. So they know that the options are out there. He can come back. He can come to Tampa. He can come to Florida in general and get an opportunity to play. They're going to be teams going crazy to have the opportunity to get a, yeah. a, a quarterback like him. And if they're, they're crazy to think that Tyler Huntley could do anything remotely close to what Jackson's done in this league. So I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know where they're leaning. But I'm, I told you before, five, yeah. 250 mil, fully guaranteed. Don't take a penny less. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, that sounds bad. Just, I don't know. So you said a couple of things that had me thinking. He's pushing them all in right here. He really is because if they uh, don't finish it up now, he walks, finish the season uh, free agent per se, they could franchise tag him. But you franchise tag him at the average where it's at right now, you're going to be giving him more or damn near what he's asking for anyway. So it's like, okay, you know, like you're saying, pay me now, pay me later. He's almost saying, hey, pay me now. If I don't see the loyalty, you might not see it on the other side. To even entertain, like, like in Dolphins pictures or saying, hey, the Cowboys are my favorite team. I wouldn't mind playing at home. Like some of the things he said in the last seven days or whatever it's been. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Looks well, let rough. Me, let, me, let me ask you this. What kind mm -hmm. of precedent does it set for the team, right, if everybody knows that Lamar's the guy? On the team, they're like, Lamar, man, you kidding me? Lamar's that guy. But when Lamar went to get paid, they didn't want to pay Lamar. So when I go to get paid, what? If they want to pay him and we know that he's a franchise quarterback, then what are we What are we doing? Kyler, is he a franchise quarterback? We're not sure. Deshaun, uh, what we saw early on. So, so what are we doing? Dak, I don't know. Is he better than all of those guys? Of course. So what are we – which one of those quarterbacks would you take over him? None. It might, it might be a different leadership philosophy. I don't want to go too long on this, but the owner there, when Deshaun got his contract, made it quick to speak out and reach a statement how he didn't like it. Didn't like the contract. Didn't think it should be like that. Knowing his boy right there in his own house was going to come back saying something in the same thing because you're resetting markets. And then, look, Kyler went and did that, like you said. Um, but that might not be the philosophy they're on. So we'll have to find out. But this is definitely, yeah, like last minute we got, you know, seven days left for them to figure it out. Or you might have been right on Lamar's out of there. So, like, pay my dog. Give him his money. I'm going to say it in boosted voice. Pay my <laughs> dog, man. Pay my dog. Give him his money, man. Give him his money, man. Give Lamar that money. Five years, 250, fully guaranteed, man. He worked every penny of it. Come get this Brady money in Tampa and get a ring. Money won't, you don't need all the money. You got to get what you need and get the ring. Anyway, don't do it, Lamar. let's talk about fantasies and different things that can happen. I'm through a couple of drafts. I know you got some coming this weekend. I got my one left. Uh, don't mind talking a little more freely on it myself now. So any draft trends we're seeing or sleepers out there, I'll kick it off real quick. Uh, like I said, I went through a couple. A couple of trends I'm seeing is uh, the receivers. Receivers, I'm in all PPR leagues. I'm, I'm going to say that. Nothing standard. Yeah. But normally, you know, you see a pretty good balance, running backs, whatnot. I'm seeing the receivers jumping up now after Cooper Cup's done when he's done and Adams and a couple of these guys. 
going four, five, ten, you know, three, four receivers in the first round. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're getting uh, stars like Fournette coming into this, you know, late second sometimes, depending how it shakes out. Um, one thing I did that I kind of said it to myself was with the tight ends. I did never draft this year. Me and you talked about it. We looked at uh, the different, you know, tiers of each position, if you will, where the drop ups off off drop offs were. And I feel like that actually uh, on paper coming out of draft, everyone should feel like they got a Super Bowl team, and that's how I feel right now coming out the drafts. Feel good balance that running back and uh, receiver, and my tight end solid because I did jump out there second round. I didn't go. I don't think I went to the third round. No, I didn't. Everything was tight end second round. Come back, it was either going to be Kelsey or Andrews, uh, depending who was sitting there. And that's where I fell with it. So, so for me, obviously, it's always where you pick. And yeah. as much as as much as everybody like covets that number one draft slot. For me, I'd rather get closer to the back end yes. initially. I feel like you can get double the value than you can if you pick earlier. Because, you you know, um, obviously I told the story that I took McCaffrey last year, got hurt. Boy, it was a struggle to try to find, yes. you know, a way to, 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 to sort of get those sorts of points. Um, in the past, to be honest with you, in the past I've always been running back, running back, receiver, running back again to sort of stack my team to give me that flexibility. And then I felt like I could find receivers. Like uh, last year, everyone talked about Jamar Chase dropping the ball all the time. Well, I was able to get Jamar Chase later because of that. Well, he ended up helping me in one or two of my leads to overcome the Christian McCaffrey or whoever else got hurt. So for me, um, but tight ends are one of those positions that it could drop off substantially. You you got the the top tier guys are obviously like Kelsey and and Mark Andrews. After that, you get to Waller and those guys, and you just never know exactly what's going to happen. Like, is a target share going to be there? The the concern that we all have is, do you take a guy too early as opposed yeah. to taking a guy too deep? Um, what happens if you spend this high pick on a tight end and he gets hurt? Then if you get a tight end earlier, the depth is just completely gone. So you, yeah, you yeah. so you it, it's so tricky. So even even with quarterbacks, obviously I told you that that I don't think in most drafts, Mahomes or Josh Allen, I don't think those two quarterbacks are gonna make it out of the first two rounds. When That's before the, the, early, you right? you a, the earliest you will get a, a quarterback would be round six or seven back way back when you you wait for quarterbacks. And now it's like, hey man, I need, I need you know particular individuals. Obviously, I can't give away too too much in this because I have like four drafts this weekend. But, <laughs> hey, but I'm getting ready for it. And uh, so you know, yeah, know. talking on here, some of y'all listen. I was so tight in one of them because they are. I'm talking about Russ, talking about Russ, and one of them looked right at me. Oh, I'm getting Russ, and looked like right at me. And I was going to get him that one sixth round. So I'm that guy, six seventh round. I'm still getting my depth. I get him in a minute. And I was hot. I was so hot. Out of spite, I drafted two defenses before I took a quarterback. I'm going quarterback last round, and I'm still going to beat you. I was hot. I was. I, I Probably <laughs> get me off my game a little too much, but we're going to still finish in that check and cash that check on them. <laughs> but yeah. I did. I, I, I was upset tight on that one. Uh, I thought you were going to set it up. Maybe you're holding it, but I'm going to lean into him because they were thinking it. The Cowboys fan tight end. Schultz, you think that's mm-hmm. going to be number two big, big time there in Dallas? Yeah, he's he falls in one of those tiers. Like if I if I don't get like a top tier guy. Yeah, if I miss one of those guys, I feel like 
if I could sneak them in like the seventh round, oh my gosh, that'd be like ideal. I may have to reach a little earlier, depending on how some people think it and how they're taking these guys off the board. I do have a, a kind of a ace in my back pocket that I could go to if I actually needed to pull out somebody that I could that I feel like could you know get me enough points. The the key for me is just trying not to get somebody way too early that I could have gotten later. But then at the same time, it's like I don't want to wait and have to risk losing that particular person who could have brought me that value because there's always at least one other person who's thinking similarly to you at some point, you know, within the draft. So um, ultimately, ultimately, I, I like to take that's always been my strategy is take running backs early. Um, I don't know if I'm going to change that philosophy. It just all depends on how the board falls. You know, if I don't see the the type of talent that I'm looking for, then then I'll I'll, I'll adjust the core. But there was, there was one guy. Yeah. It looked like based off of uh, rankings I was reaching, I'm still high on him, and that's Sutton. I got him. I want to say across the board, so I'm kind of boom or bust at my receiver spot with him. But uh, I feel like out of the three receivers out there in Denver, he's going to be the the one that emerges. Sutton was a little bit of a reach. Another one that was sleeping for me is uh, Gage down here in back to Tampa in the Bucks. God was still coming back mm-hmm. from injury. To me, Jones and uh, Mike Evans, very similar as far as style of play and prototype, if you will. Godwin and Gage look the same way. And uh, almost, it was not AB, but as far as playing that role in this offense, uh, I'm getting him after the 10th round. No one's no one's worried about him at all. So some will call them reaches. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'll be end up being double-digit guys. You know, Gage double-digit probably once he gets going weekly and then sort court something I'm looking at 15 plus from him every week is what I'm looking to get. So I feel like he'll be a top 10, top 15. Yeah. I'll push the top 10 guy. Try to crack it right on that bubble. At least maybe not in the 10, but I put him on the bubble 11, 12. Let me get safe on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the guy, the guy for me is two, two running backs, two running backs are the ones who are causing me the most, in my head, the two running backs that are giving me the most challenges in my left and uh and those two guys are the ones who I'm like, man, can they can they duplicate what they did last year? Was that a one or are they just in the system that they're in? They don't have much competition right now. What like how's that whole thing gonna play out? Are the teams gonna run it a little more, make sure that they get the touches they need? Are they trying to they they both bringing in uh new running backs the sort of give the team a boost where they feature the other guys a little more down the stretch and kind of rest those guys down the stretch. How's this whole thing going to play out? So I'm trying to figure out those two running backs. Those two running backs are really the ones who are giving me headaches right now. Are you holding them tight? Okay. So I was about to say, Hey, who's the app? You holding those guys tight. So one guy I had uh, that I'm starting to get back off of actually is Dobbins up there in Baltimore. I know you talked about him as far as touchdowns on the spot, but uh, I don't know. I'm getting cold feet with him. The fact they brought Kenyon Drake in there, Mike Davis up there. I don't know if it's they, they're worried about injury or they're just uh, trying to get a couple guys there so they don't end up in like last year, or if they actually concerning mm-hmm. his ability at that one, you know, three down back, if you will. But uh, yeah, that's we'll see. that's, I that's a, true. I Obviously, I picked him. Anyway. I picked him. I did pick him. What did I pick him to get the the most rushing yards? Rushing touchdowns, I want to say getting close. Or, yeah, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, one of those. I was yeah. surprised. But I, I guess it's going to be a big rushing system, but I put some to that to Lamar. Yeah, but for me, what happened was I'm in a keeper league where you only can keep anyone after the fourth round drafted. One a year, 
You can bring him over and you just keep rotating each year. So I had Dobbins and James Conner I had to pick between. And that was a tough one because I'm like, yeah, Conner was great. Conner had like 20 touchdowns. Is he going to give me 20 touchdowns? I don't know. But then I'm like, you know what? There's nobody there. They let Chase Edmonds walk and drafted someone. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I did it because I didn't have the guys on Dobbins to be you know, confident, there, even though I got my fingers crossed on that. The other one I crossed myself up with was uh, Mike Williams. I was at the spot in the draft. Mike Williams, DJ Moore, both on the board. And I'm sitting there going, man, DJ's like a you know monster. He does. He puts up production. Then I thought about, I got Justin or I got Baker. Who I trust more? What's the offense? I said, how would I? I'm going Mike. Mike Williams, right after me, bam, DJ Moore went off. So that's another one I'm going to watch. I'm hoping I'll regret as uh, we get into the weeks. But Mike finished the year last year, even with Keenan out there, real, real strong. And now the defense and offense both have gotten better on both sides of the ball as far as on paper. So I'm going to put in more positions yeah. to, uh, you know, further the, further that production. But, hey, yeah. we'll see. We'll, once we get through this last week in the drafts, good luck to the rest of y'all. We'll reveal how they really shook out, and then we'll keep updates as we uh, get into that. Yeah, you can't yeah, get too I'm, much. I'm right now. I understand why you're picking those two. Yeah, so yeah, they, I'm, I'm super excited. Me on Russ, bro. They got me on Russ. I, and the dude even told me tonight. He texted me. Money texted me and was like, "Oh, you went real heavy on Denver, huh?" Because I got Sutton, I got McManus, and I got the Denver uh, defense. And I was like, "Yeah, I wanted Russ. I think I was overcompensating Nick. So I was mad I didn't get him. I wanted the Russ Sutton connection. I do like doing that. I don't mind grabbing a quarterback if it's a, if it's a top tier quarterback. You know, top five or whatever." And I can get his receiver. Yeah. So the one that I got, man, he took me, Russ. I said, all right, I'm running all the way to the end. I got Tua, and I ended up jumping out there with Matt Ryan because I had Pittman. And I was like, hey, I'm going to pray here. But if I can get my uh, 2020, 15, 15 out of the next four. <laughs> I was tight. You don't even understand. That's about that whole draft up. That's, that happens. Um, so the thing that I, I want to say, the last thing I want to say about fantasy is, Listen, man. Listen, guys. Stop auto drafting. Auto drafting drives me nuts. If you're gonna take this butt whipping, take it like a man or female. Take it like a, a an adult. Take yeah. take it. Stop stop letting the computer generate your yeah, team. Yeah, follow your store. Don't come and blame it. Like, oh, I need some auto. Yeah, yeah. They gotta. No, 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 no. No, man. Get in. Play your picks. Work your team. Show us what kind of owner you are. If you're an owner, you got to work your roster. You got to set it up in a way that you feel is good. Stop this auto drafting, man. I, for now on, I'm probably going to get out of all auto. Anybody auto draft, I'm going to start with my team from because that's ridiculous, man. I Pick your team. If I can stop when I'm on vacation, most of the time I'll be on vacation because it's always around uh, this holiday. So for me, yeah. I would always be on vacation. I had to pull. I told you I pull over the side of the road. Hey, I got to stop. Yeah. Uh, get my picks together. Oh, you driving? Okay, cool. Whatever I had to do, I'm picking my team. That's my team. If you want to auto draft after this season, hopefully nobody does it this season. But moving on in the, in the, in the future, if anybody, if one person auto drafts, I'm getting out, man. I can't, I can't go for that. No, I'm with you. I, I win. Uh, on the draft, and everyone should go in and try and get this. But no one's winning just on the draft anyway. It's going to be on a couple of waiver moves. Who gets? Who goes down? Who gets injured? Who's emerging? There's always going to be a couple of those guys. Uh, so draft sets you up, should get you in playoff contention. But for you to do something in the playoffs, you need to start looking at those matchups, looking at the wires, understand how that's going to play for sure. But, hey, we'll be back next week, I'm, kicking off. I'm looking forward. Hey, at that time, I'm coming 
I'm gonna come get up like it's game day. I'm ready. I am ready for that. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, so what's Cowboys? Uh, last thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say last thing for y'all. Don't know. Obviously, you know, being a Florida boy, I I, I love my Bucks. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the Cowboys. So week one, my Cowboys play his Bucks. And boy, oh boy, last year was one of those games that, that you wish you would have been in the building to see. It was it was an amazing game here at Ray J. Um, this year, obviously, we're gonna be in Jerry World, so I'm 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 excited to see what this game does and, and see what these teams stack up. Brady's coming back from his little absence. He's still Tom Brady though, so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to see what happens. But let's go, Cowboys. Let's go. We we're getting closer to this football season. Let's Bucks go. Let's bring in you're, you're looking for one last bet. Bucks cover. Bucks cover. <laughs> it's, the spread went down to one. They're only one point favorites, so I'm not even worried about that anymore. One you point home? Favorite. It's four point favorites, really. Uh, yeah, that's true. The three you points to the home. home. Yeah, we'll take yeah, that. That's true. I didn't even know what the number was. I just know we cover regardless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, till next time, guys. We're out. <laughs>